0: Merry Christmas, Christian! Oh, Merry Christmas, Kieran! The year
1: is over. I can't believe it. I know,
0: it. crazy. So, is is Santa going to slide down your chimney and spray you full of gifts?
1: Well, I hope he does because I'm ready to empty my sack.
0: <laughs> what do you want this year? What, what's on your Christmas? What's on your What's on your list?
1: Well, you know, what? I. It's a really hard question. People always ask, and even my lovely husband asks, "What do you want?" And I, I don't know because I have everything. So I'm not quite sure. The only thing I would like is to hear about the Kylie Minogue tour in the New Year.
0: <laughs> really?
1: That's what I'd like to know. I'd like to hear some dates. That would be a lovely Christmas present. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, same, same as well. And I'd also like the uh, It's No Secret exclusive vinyl. So Santa out there. I've been naughty. Have oh, I been naughty? Okay. No, I've been, I've been nice this year. Oh. I was naughty last year, but nice this year. So it's Christmas. This is our well, our last proper episode of the season. We'll have a special one hopefully coming up uh early on in the new year but um yeah it's our last one and what a year it's been just remind us about what has happened this year. It's been such a long year it has we've had well disco guest edition we've spoken to 31 incredible finogues across
1: the world all around the world meeting oh they were lovely incredible love people i'd like to thank every single one of them for taking the time because they were absolutely joyous and they all had different stories but they all had stories we related to and I really did enjoy meeting them. I can't wait to meet them in the flesh. In fact, I've met a couple of them in the flesh now because I bumped into the lovely Michael, at the Steps concert, and he was absolutely joyous. I absolutely loved him. So um, he was lovely, and I've, yeah, I can't wait to meet more of them. And I think in the new year, definitely, once all this COVID nonsense is out of the way, we will organise a diminutive collection get together slash orgy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but literally, you I, echo, I echo you, Christian. It was just so great to meet everyone. Um, and it's, you know, it kind of feels like we, we're we not alone, even though, you know, there's Kylie forums out there. And you know, just chatting to the these people um, and hearing their stories, it kind of feels like we're all friends. And we've got that kind of that one thing in common, and that's Kylie. And I think, you know, as long as we have that, we'll all be all right. And it's just been so, so great just chatting to everyone. So thank you again for everyone who's dialled in. For anyone who um, we couldn't get to, we'll hopefully get to you next season. Uh, but yeah, just keep with us. And uh, yeah, firstly, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Yes, we have to start thinking about the next one, which will be sometime in the new year. We'll shake it up a little bit, won't we? Mm. We have no idea how. But I think every time we do one, well, we need to do something a little bit different. And I think we will, I th- we love having the fans involved. So it's important to have our philogues by our side. Yeah. So um, we'll do well, something. But we'll, 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 we'll put our thinking caps on for the next few weeks. And, and also, we
0: can... um, you guys out there, this is your show as well. So if there's anything that you guys want us to do or, you know, want to hear, please drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at the diminutive collection and drop your thoughts on what you think season three could, can or can be.
1: Mm-hmm. We should definitely try and hunt down some of her... Um, her work colleagues, I think when we, you know, when we did all those brilliant interviews with some of the people she worked with, I think people really responded to that. So I think we should definitely do that in the new year, but this year it was all about the fans and we had some really lovely stories from the fans some really heartbreaking ones and mm. some really euphoric stories. And, you know, as you say, the, the glue that held us all together was the glue they call Kylie Minogue, my Kylie Minogue print stick. And, you know, she, she really does, you know, attract a very lovely, very introspective, uh, type of fan which i think is very nice yes and it's been very respectful and you know what um, you know when we have been critical either of us i mean me more than others i guess people have still been respectful even though they've said oh, you 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 and your your, your opinions but in, you know they've been polite and and you know they've accepted the fact that we all have different viewpoints and i think it's very nice it's it's a very nice community of different thoughts and ideas
0: so christian you ready for the last time this year to go into the word is out well,
1: I have. And to get ready, I actually played on repeat today the Kylie Minogue mega mix that she that she performed when she was on Top of the Pops in 2004, was it? Yeah, one of the best
0: um, like mashups of Kylie songs ever.
1: Well, I, I realized listening to that lo- lovely mix of four Rhythm of Love songs, they are her four best songs. You oh, know my what? God. The, the amazing thing is they didn't date and they still don't sound dated even now when, I, when, I, when they played it back. I just thought, God, those songs sound just as good as they ever did. And that, so that was 2004. So it's 14 years after the songs had come out originally. And I guess the audience weren't particularly familiar with the songs. And yet they sounded so vibrant, so so contemporary at the time. And then Kylie was really foxy, and I, that the rap she does is amazing. And I love the way the camera swoops across, and she's kind of following the camera across. Oh, yeah. like, you know what? I I forgot how brilliant it was. And, it was so and good. It, it was system. to
0: promote the
1: Ultimate Kylie, right? Yeah, it was a great set. And she, I mean, I think she did various various songs for various performances. But this was the the Christmas Top of the Pops, and I, I, it was one of my favorite moments on television and I think it's her best performance, she looked amazing I love the shoulder dance between the dancers do on Better I, know, I think it is uh, oh god I love it, honestly I, I, oh, I've got tears in my eyes, I hope might repeat <laughs> it on DVC4, you know they always repeat those Christmas yeah, shows Maybe yeah. they'll repeat that so keep an eye out but it's on YouTube so uh, I demand everyone now to so press pause on the diminutive collection, have a quick look and then come back to us Come on do it now so,
0: how many times have you listened to "Carly Christmas" in lead up to Christmas?
1: Well, I have pieced together a delightful playlist. mean, oh, yeah, of course,
0: you have a playlist. Of course, you'll
1: be able to hear it, here when you come and visit us, if you're allowed to if you pass the COVID test <laughs> um, with flying colours. Then you'll be hearing the uh, the Christmas playlist uh, at the uh, at my little soirée, um, and it's got a, a mix of all kinds of songs. I have found some brilliant ones. Kelly Clarkson's album's really good. And I found a Britney one that's a really lovely Britney Christmas one. But, yeah, I've got lots of Kylie in there because, you know what? She did a very good album. I've I've used some of the upbeat ones, but I do obviously always love the uh, originals, like uh, At Christmas, White December.
0: So for your soiree on Christmas Day, how many bottles of Kylie wine or Prosecco do you have on
1: offer? Well, it's funny because we we went shopping today in preparation. And by Jiminy, we've come home armed full of uh, Kylie gifts. Really? And I shouldn't say no. Actually, I can't say this, but uh, I have a signed Kylie Rose wine, but it wasn't really for me. It was a gift for someone who was quite famous, and then she gave it to uh, my lovely husband, who then passed on to me because he knew that I loved Kylie. It was a gift from Kylie to say thank you for entertaining the world. So maybe I shouldn't say that. It, it's Do you know weird. who it was originally for? Can you tell us? No, I can't, because then that person might get in trouble. <laughs> <the> play, yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: God, I love it. So, in the news, there's been really much Kylie News this week, actually. We're recording this on Wednesday. Um, but I've seen BBC Radio 2, see I'm saying it right now, made Kiss of Life, Record of the Week. But why now? It's like weeks after it was released.
1: I, I don't, I, I'm i losing track of what how the music industry works. I mean... So the song, is the song officially out? Is it, it was out when the I, like,
0: when I went to radio and when the video dropped, which is weeks Ooh. ago, like a month ago. I don't I get it. Does that it. have an
1: effect on, the, on its chart position? I mean, well, now that it's being played on radio, will that mean it's going to move up the chart more? But they also need to take into
0: account physical sales or downloads. Is there a physical version of this? No, there should be, though, mm. because she did physical versions of um, Seconds to Midnight. Oh, did she?
1: Um, yeah, she did CDs, um, which I've got. <laughs> of course, yeah. So I never bother <laughs> with these things because one, would take up too much space, and then don't, don't really realise they they're out.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really odd that it, this it's BBC Radio two Record of the Week now. I just feel like it's a bit of a wasted opportunity. But at least you know people get to hear the song, even though it's not my favourite duet of Carly's. At least people are going to get to hear it on 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 radio.
1: True, true, true. Hey, well, exactly. And yeah, although I feel like I moved on from that song now. And isn't the, and then the Gloria Gaynor one's coming out in a few weeks' time. Mm, I can't wait I to see what
0: that video is going to be like.
1: Yeah, well, she sought it already, hasn't she? She said. But I'm assuming it's a bit like Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon in <laughs> different locations. No, it's like going to be like, awesome. if you're with
0: me now, yeah. it's then <laughs> obviously not going to be in the same room together. It's obviously going to be black and
1: white. <laughs> although, um, it'd be interesting. I'd like to see if the video will give us. I'd like to see if they have a remix for the for the single release. If there's a slightly different mix of it, because it, it does feel like it needs a little bit of uh, a little bit Oosh. of pumping up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit ploddy, but I like the tune. The tune's good, so I, you know I'm am a, a, a lover. But then, as we've discovered recently, when you see the video or you see them perform it, or you see Kylie perform it, you really get to like the song more because I really love that Jonathan Ross performance um, with uh, uh, Jesse Ware. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yes, Jesse Ware. Yeah. So I really love that performance. It really made me love the song. It was it was really good, really good fun. Was there any other highlights from this year? I mean, the other highlight has to be for me the release of that um of Second to Midnight because yeah. to me it's a very it's a very good um New Year's Eve song. So it's a song she play just before the, the bell strike. It's, that should have been her New Year's Eve song. Yeah. But anyway, it um, probably is gonna be a lot of people's New Year's Eve songs. No, just, just for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so okay, step that, that was one of my highlights of the year. So carry on. So
0: step back in time, we have a few anniversaries this week. First one, Christian, on the 21st of December 1988, one of your favourite singles, was released, mm-hmm. Turn It Into totally Love.
1: Right. I was going to say, it's not your disco needs you. It's the other one I adore, Turn It Into Love. Yeah, <laughs> the, the other one you keep banging on song, about. Yeah, but it's another song that was criminally ignored by the record companies over here. Um, and and other countries were lucky enough to get to get single releases. There, there was no video for this one, though. But, um, oh, God. And I'm always frustrated by this, because it was a massive, massive hit in, in Japan. 11 Weeks in number one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, number one, yep. And... There were no kind of remixes that go with it. I know there's an, an extended instrumental version, isn't there? But there's no other versions of it, and I'd love to hear a different, off from the time, a mix of it. Because I, I would want to hear a modern version of it, of it. Of it, because I'm, I'm not sure if I'd be ready for it. Because when she does it live, there's something missing. I love that xylophone sound that's in the track.
0: Oh my God, I love the cheap that beat.
1: No, but it's something. I still get that flush of excitement when I hear it. When I when I hear that introduction, and you go into that kind of inter, uh, the opening uh, instrumental chorus before the verses, I get that kind of emotion, memory sense in my nose. I, I can, I, I feel like I'm 15 again. Oh wow! I think i start crying because <laughs> it really moves Oh, to... it really does. <laughs> oh, it's the stress of the year. it's getting <laughs> Are you okay, love? What about? Well, but it does it makes me think of very innocent times when we were young. <laughs> Terrible hair, three haircuts on one head. <laughs> it was a tough time. I we went to a boys' school, but you know, it's a song that has lots of great memories. It's such a good song, and I would love to have had it here as um, as a single in the UK. But unfortunately, we were robbed of that. Like we were with Disco Needs You.
0: <laughs> so in Japan, there has been a lot of covers from this. From one memorable one by the band called Wink, and then thanks to you, a
1: cover by the incredible pop group Same Difference. Um, you say thanks to me. I mean, they had it already planned, but they were in two minds about putting it on the album, which I thought was ridiculous. I said, of course you must have done Kylie Minogue song. And it should have been a single for them. They would have had a hit with it. But Yeah, it was supposed to be their second single, right?
0: Apparently.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, Hazel
0: Dean obviously has this song and recorded it shortly after Kylie. I, know, I probably know your thoughts anyway, but what are your thoughts on Hazel's? But Just think, remind everyone.
1: There's a lot of people who like that version because it's meaty, it's butch, it's a bit like <laughs> a bit like Hazel herself, um, and you know, for them, they love it because they that's the one they heard first. I mean, I was so used to the the kind of very French sounding, very Emily in Paris style um version from the album and it's so pretty on my ear and then when you hear her beef curtain mix i just don't like it it's just too much for me it's just it's too too much for me it's it's too hard but that's only because i'm used to the original version
0: hey um, um hazel apparently begged pete waterman to let her record the track after she heard kylie's being mixed so she liked the version so much that she ended up releasing it and since then hazel said it's her least favorite to perform Probably that's because she's performing to a gay crowd now who would know it only for the Kylie's version. And probably when they hear it, they're like, what, what is this? And probably go for drinks at the bar while she's performing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, bless her. I mean, Hazel Dean and her time had some great songs. So um, this was one of my one of the singles she had that I think didn't really didn't do her any favours. Mm. The video is hilarious to watch, and if no one's seen the video, of course you have. You're all 45. <laughs> You've all seen the video. It's on YouTube, and her in that weird video booth down the alleyway, banging those things and seeing her look alike on the screens. And oh, I mean, it's just hilarious to watch, isn't it?
0: Also, we had another anniversary. Released on the 21st of December 1989, a year to the day after Turning Into Love was released in Japan, we had the Delinquents premiere.
1: Yes, we did. And, we, and the film came out on Boxing Day, didn't it? In the UK. Yes. Came in so Australia I like, a little bit remember, earlier. I, well, in the new year in Australia?
0: No, no, a little bit. It's like 21st of December in Australia. But earlier? Yes. Uh, did you go straight away? No, I didn't. I don't you think did. I was spoken about this. I, I saw it on VHS after the fact because I was a little bit too young to go. All my parents wouldn't take me to see it at the cinema.
1: Oh, Which,
0: oh. Yeah, so I saw it on VHS.
1: Well, I remember going on Boxing Day... I can't remember who I went with. God, who would I have gone with? But I did go and see it in the cinema on Boxing Day, or maybe the 27th, and it wasn't the very full cinema, but then it was a holiday period, so people don't really go to the cinema. I found it quite gritty, and I, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. So, but I do remember there was a TV show at the time, Saturday Night at the Movies. It was hosted by the very handsome Tony Slattery, and or the, she was interviewed on the set of Never Too Late, uh, talking about the delinquents. And that was really good fun. I remember that. I think that's on YouTube somewhere. She's in the red dress and she's in her dressing room with her hair all with the kind of 40s uh, curls. Um, yeah, it was a really good uh, interview. Oh, and, and I remember Tony Sletcher, and I thought this was shocking at the time, because there's a bit where um, he's described what the film, what's happening in the film, and there's a bit where Kylie's character says, well, oh, I like it when he's just about, about to, to, and then, and then Tony Slattery says, oh, come, come, Kylie. And it that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And I remember thinking, my God, that's such a shocking joke. He says a really rude word. When I was 15 at the time. I didn't know what come was. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'd have to think for this film because, you know,
0: one day if I have children, I would like to call my child Sharon Feline after the, <laughs> the daughter... <laughs> after Mavis's daughter in the film. It's just such an incredible Australian name, Sharon Faleen. Fucking brilliant. Maybe I'll just name my cat after it if I get one. Well, your car, because maybe Deronda. I mean, are we allowed to say that? Yeah, well, so my car is called Deronda. So maybe I could have called it Sharon Faleen. Yeah, maybe when you get a new car. Maybe. Maybe, uh, So Kylie said If people hate it and think it's a flop Well that's all there is to it But I have to believe in myself and not listen to what other people say Um, And then she also said In an interview I was expecting to get a lot of criticism As usual Because I'm an easy target But I think it was good for my first movie An Australian movie
1: In England it beat Back to the Future 2 So that is something God really Apparently Yeah On a Wednesday afternoon (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. Well, maybe. It was I? Don't, I don't really watch Back to the Future, but was that a successful follow-up? It was. Future Two was way better than Back to the Future One. Back to the Future Three was a bit of a shit one. Well, that's the. one uh, Is that the one in the West? No, that's. Yes, no, yeah, that's the one. In the West, Wild well, West. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't really watch that You know, I watched Die Hard for the first time. The what, original. Yeah, I'd never Where? seen a Die Hard One. What? Where have you been? I don't know, because I love action films, and I love Die Hard Three. And I like Die Hard Four. Die so Hard 3 um, yeah. is with um,
0: Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Die so Hard 4 was
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. That's the one with... Um, Justin the Long. ...The Creepers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love them because they're wild, but I've never seen one or two. So I thought I'd give myself a go and I thought I'd watch Die Hard 1, which is a Christmas film, which is kind of related to what we're talking about now. No yep. Kylie soundtrack, unfortunately, so there is a Kylie link. But um, it was... Oh, actually, it was 1989 it was that, wasn't it? So... Um, I thought it was 88. Oh, well, it was around... As well, it was during Kylie years.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, it's a very, very good film I prefer Speed to Die Hard There's a little bit too much running around the building And I got bored of it after a while I'm pretty sure,
0: and correct me if I'm wrong But the cinematographer ended up being the director for Speed
1: The cinematographer
0: of Speed, Jean de Bond Was the cinematographer for for Die Hard And ended up directing
1: Speed Well, I think he did a better job of Speed But I think the story was better And number two of Die Hard, set on a plane, right?
0: Yes, set in an airport kind of thing, yeah It's quite good,
1: It's it's still
0: Christmassy as well, I think
1: Oh, good. Yeah, because yeah, I thought I should watch some of the films I've never seen before that are classics. And I've never seen Sound of Music, but I refuse to because I can't bear the songs.
0: Oh, my God, you need to watch West Side Story. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed. I've been twice to the movies to see it, the new one.
1: Oh.
0: Like, yeah, really, really good, really good. Um, going back to The Delinquents, Oh I yeah. just wanted to say, if everyone who's listening now has not listened to our Delinquent special featuring the stars of the show, so Charlie Slater... And Desiree Smith, please go on to um, just scroll down to those episodes because it's a really great, insightful look into the making of the Delinquents and and the, and what they're doing now and then, yeah. So yeah, go, on, go was and check a it huge, out. Wasn't he? he was those amazing. So, were, really so was Mavis. So was really Desiree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were both really funny. But Charlie, I was very pleased to hear he was funny because I thought he might be quite a serious actor, but he's obviously not. He's doing animations, but. Um, but he was brilliant. I loved him. And you're right. What's her name? Taurus? No, Desiree. Desiree. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. She was absolutely hysterical. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: she was a card, wasn't she? Absolutely. She was amazing. I need to go for drinks with her. But anyway, so should we go to our Finogue? Our final Finogue of the season? Yes. This week's Finogue joins us all the way from Newcastle, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Paul! Hi there, guys. Thanks for having hey, me. Lovely to meet you. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see you guys as well.
2: So yeah. start off by telling listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm 46. I uh, live in Newcastle and I'm a huge Kylie fan. Listen to your podcast um, right through lockdown last year, which thanks, guys, because it helped out immensely. Um, oh. What with you guys and also listening to Bar Kylie, um, <laughs> DJ Argonaut pumping out some Kylie tracks. Um, yeah, it was great.
0: Oh amazing. Well, no, thanks. So like, tell us how you discovered Kylie
2: being growing up in where, where you grew up and how was it neighbors? Um yeah, I probably knew we were from neighbors. Um and then obviously um starting to to have the um singing um career. And I got into Kylie a little later, but not too late. So second third album. Oh. I guess, yeah. So, so how come you missed
1: there. out the first two? Were you not an actually be so lucky fan?
2: Not really. Um, I oh. was more at the time into American music.
1: No oh, right.
2: So, um, yeah, I used to listen to a lot of Janet Jackson, Geordie Wally, oh, right. Velvet Devoe, um, anything that's LA reading Babyface, basically. Oh, um, nice. Um, and I remember getting the Enjoy Yourself album. Yeah. Um, for Christmas and actually replacing it for a Bobby Brown album.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Was that the album with my prerogative on it?
2: Um, Yeah, there was a remix album that they brought out. um, So, yeah, it it was that one, which I went for. Um, So, yeah, I think it was um, Step Back in Time was probably the first song that really brought my attention to her.
1: And do you think that was because the video looked a bit American and that she had a different kind of sheen to her a little bit?
2: Yeah, possibly. I was thinking of that this um, week, Christian, and it, it may have been that. Um, and the music started to sound a bit more American on that album, oh, which I of, do yeah. still love the Rhythm of Love album. Um, one of my favourites. Did you yeah, like Body got, Language? Because Body Language is like an American album. Yeah, it's, I still do now and then listen to Body Language, but I don't think it's as American sounding as people think it is.
1: I think we can view um, American with uh, really shit.
2: <laughs> Christian, yeah.
1: it's still one of yeah. the worst albums. Uh, you know what? We, we, I know we said we kind of revisited it, and we thought, oh, it's not as bad as we thought it was, but it is.
2: Yeah, there's, there's still the songs just still aren't great. I do have a friend that loves that, and that's his favorite Kylie album. Really? Yeah. Is it prison. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing for taste.
1: Is he just, would you say, is he in prison? I thought not, <laughs> the only reason you'd like it is you have nothing else to play. Um, that's, interesting, that's interesting. I do interesting. like Loving
2: Days off that album, though. Yeah, Loving Days. Loving Days, I do like that song off
1: that album. All oh, right, I cut them off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So when you got into Rhythm of Love, the, I mean, obviously, as you say, there's a, a very American sounding set of songs on there. There's also, obviously, How Better Devil You Know and What Do I Have to Do. They were very kind of, actually, they weren't very. PwL because they were PwL well, 2 point zero weren't they? They were slightly sound.
2: Yeah. So, and strangely, I was a huge Kathy Dennis fan. Oh, right so there. she was she was successful for about a year in the US before UK. Hmm. And I think Better the Devil You Know is based around the Kathy Dennis uh, track, um, isn't it? Mm. So that's maybe another reason why. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah, I'd do
2: that. Yeah, possibly.
1: So did. Did this, I mean, so when when, it, when Let's Get To It came out, obviously that was very much of that kind of uh, r pop sound that I kind of liked. But I guess you were probably such a connoisseur of it that when you heard Kylie's album, you thought, hang on, I've heard all these songs before.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Kim Sims, Too Blind To See It. And there's, sort of, there's remakes of sort of different songs on the Let's Get To It album, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the ones that actually stand out, the ones that haven't gone down that track, so like Finer Feelings, um, I do like Too Much Of A Good Thing. Um, which is a great track. Um, but I actually like the Let's Get To It album um mm. more around visually wise. So the cover's amazing and mm. you know, finer feelings, videos fantastic. Um, like you guys, not too um much of a fan of um giving me just a little more time, but it's a good video, actually. Yeah, it's a great video, which yeah. take that copied off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yes,
1: yes, yeah. i for a minute, I thought take that before, but of course they followed
2: after. And, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, went went for
1: that. No, I, I, have you done what Kieran and I didn't go to Paris and drop your shopping down that
2: staircase? <laughs> no, I haven't. But have, I've been to the point, but I haven't actually recreated
1: it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we
0: did that, and then <laughs> I think we should on. stop telling people that because like, like literally, I think we should stop telling people that because that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what when, when Kylie kind of so when Kylie came to the end of it actually what did you think of what kind of fool? Because obviously you'd had these great songs for oh. for a while. And then what kind of fool came out of the blue? What did you make of that? Yeah, I do
2: like what kind of fool. And I think it's criminal, it hasn't been sung live yet. Isn't it? <laughs> actually, the Let's Get To It Alb um, tour was the first tour that I went to. So that was oh, God, how many years ago now? Where'd um, you go? What city? Um Whitley Bay, which is yeah. in the northeast. It's an ice rink. Um, so yeah, that was the first um, time I saw Kylie, and I've seen her about thirty-five times since. Wow! Oh, so now yeah. you're a
1: regular. Do you multiple? Do you yeah.
2: go to multiple shows? My friends think I'm a stalker, <laughs> but I've never met her. So.
1: so how how many how many so if you would you go to the same show in the same city or would you travel to see her?
2: I have done. Um, I've never seen out, her outside of the UK, but oh, right. the X tour. I think in Newcastle, it's the longest tour buyer act. Um, the most nights, yeah. So I went five times in Newcastle.
1: Wow. Uh,
2: but I saw it in Manchester and Glasgow twice, I think, as well. Are you, are you a colleague collector? Um, n- not really. I collect uh, CDs, um, and I've got a, a, a pile of tour programs. But <laughs> apart from that, I don't collect. And a wine. And the wine are a fan of Christian. You collect it or you
1: drink it. <laughs> <laughs> what but, was that, yeah. Oh, so do you collect the wine or do you drink it?
2: <laughs> um, I'm going to say I drink it. However, I do have four bottles um stashed away in the house at the moment. Have you tried the red one? Because I really like the red Merlot. I've only had it once. Um it's quite light. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the two um the Chardonnay and the, the I can't remember, the other the Harvey Nicks ones. Um, oh, yeah, which I got for my birthday the other week. So yeah. amazing. Need to try those. When you got to Carly
1: after Rhythm of Love, and then let's get to it. Did you kind of find love for the first two
2: albums? Um, um I do like the first album and um probably upset you guys. I'm still not too keen on Enjoy Yourself. Mm. But I do love Enjoy Yourself the track.
1: Right. How about Hand on Your Heart?
2: Yeah, it's good. Um, I think it was great on the um Homecoming tour. Yeah. Where they beefed it up a bit it was really good on that. And I do like it on the Abbey Road's album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that reworking of it.
1: Did you see why you like the first one? Because the B side or the last six songs or the last the last five songs have all kind of they've got very R and B sounds, haven't they? That kind of funk American sound, which I didn't yeah, like. Yeah, it
2: has actually. So look my way and yeah, sent into love. You, know, to
1: ones, love, yeah, you into love isn't is R and B at all, but uh, but you know, look my way and love at first sight. I guess a kind of of that. Yeah, I miss you. I miss is very kind of um very kind of what do you call it R and B.
2: But I mean, since then I've got more pop oriented. So yeah, but it's maybe KM ninety four is one of my favorite albums. So that's oh. maybe why it's a bit more soulful. The voice oh. is amazing on that album. Best she's um, ever sounded.
0: Literally the best she's yeah, ever sounded on that album. I love
2: surrender. Oh. Such a great track
0: But do you know I've not mentioned it Before on the podcast But it's one of those Albums you can put on now And it feels like It hasn't aged Like Definitely. it's Classic
2: Yeah Yeah It's a, each of the tunes That are just stand out um, I think the only song On there that I don't like Is If, if I Was Your Lover
1: hmm. <laughs> I find
2: it just a bit dirgy <laughs> uh, Weirdly That's one of my favourite ones isn't it? Is
1: it? Yeah I about like Time to- Will Pass You By? Oh uh, it's a bit forced. Okay. Yeah. As I discovered recently, it's a cover. I didn't know this. It's a cover of an old song. And it's just, because I thought M people had written it, but they just produced it to the point
2: of irritation. Yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't know that till I was listening to your podcast.
1: Yeah. I, it was new to me because the original version doesn't sound as irritating because... It's just that production was so awful, and you know what? I liked M People at the time because I liked all their songs, but yeah. it was almost like they, you know, they kind of squeezed Kylie into that sound, and it didn't. It was, it was, but it was kind of like really sugary version of M People, where it was really for, for the masses. It was a horrible, song. horrible sound, yeah. horrible sound. Yeah.
2: What did it you think of it? Imp- what did you think of Impossible Princess? I loved, absolutely oh. loved it. Yeah, um, and still to this day, listen to it. Um, I love the uh, dreams as one of my favorite Kylie tracks ever, and mm, um, possibly well uh, between dreams, love at first sight, and then all the lovers, uh, my three favorite Kylie tracks. Um, and yeah, I, I like um, the sing- the ones that weren't on the album quite a bit as well. So tears, mm. really like that. Um, Free, which is I don't think it's ever been recorded, has it? It was on intimate and live. It's a intimate
1: yeah, live. That's a yeah. great song. That's a yeah, song. and they inserted
2: oh, I it. That. I nearly, I nearly wept myself at the X 2 when they inserted the it into slow. Mm. That was just such a moment when oh. um, yeah, I remember the first time seeing the X 2 and, and once when they did the segment during slow, and she does free. I was just um, gobsmacked. Never thought <laughs> I'd hear that pushed into something.
1: I can't, I, I can't believe I forgot that song. I'm going to have to find it on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, that was brilliant. I remember it at the intimate and live one. It was very good. Yeah, it's
2: on the intimate and live soundtrack mm-hmm. right, album, the live album. Yeah, great track. Oh, I
1: forgot
2: that. Yeah, so, so yeah, I'm with you, Kieran. I love that album. Um, it was it's just a such a different side of of Kylie, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I hope you know she she has she has. Uh, I hope we see something like that again from her. I don't know if we will, but I really hope yeah. if there's that itch that she wants scratched, she knows that she's got the fan base behind her that will buy anything she releases. So I think from an artistic point of view, I'd really love to see her do something like this again.
2: Yeah. And and I was thinking that because I know you've been asking people where you think Kylie should go. And um, I, I do actually think she's done a couple of live moments with John Grant. And I think it would be amazing for the two of them to work together. And maybe that would be a, you know, a next Nick Cave moment of, of doing something with John Grant and possibly a, an album where where they write together. And you might get something like Impossible Princess. Um,
1: because, you know, weirdly, I, I love some of his songs. Um, and I when he did the version of uh, Confide in Me at the Christmas show, yeah, um, his voice in that middle section was just Absolutely brilliant. I thought it was such a great version of it. And he's got some really lovely songs that I would love, love to hear her voice on, because I would like to hear her do something completely different to disco. If I, I don't want to hear any more disco now, oh. I think I'm think all just out. But I'd like to hear something where I think we can take a little bit of a step back and maybe have a bit more of a relaxed Kylie. It's nice to yeah. hear her do something a little bit quieter, maybe.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's where she needs to do something slightly different. Um I mean obviously she's done country and which I loved Golden um, by the way. Um just so thought very it was one of
1: appearance.
2: the <laughs> yeah <laughs> just thought it was one of the, the just an amazing album. The way she sounds on it the the it's an adult album I think. And um, oh, it's yeah, something it that is. you could listen to in years times and still yeah. I think it'll be like a KM94 that it's something that won't really age. Yeah you're right it's very Kylie adult um. yeah maybe that's what they were going for to try and get you know, more sophisticated market and also, also age appropriate as well yeah that's right yeah
1: yeah putting I was going to say it has a production that doesn't date uh, badly because some of the dance records were of the time some of the sounds and production were of the time yeah and I think you're right in the sense that uh, Golden even though it has the jingle jangle of the country yeah days it doesn't it that isn't a, that isn't set in time not many people were doing that it wasn't a, a, a trend of, of the time mm. like you know maybe like x has sounds of it that were particularly of that time and fever a little bit like that too but yeah
2: yeah yeah i would like to hear some of the originals from golden before the country or country Yeah, yeah know biff um released a track on online somewhere part of a track and did sound interesting yeah okay. what did you think of kiss me once um I didn't mind it, um, but it's not the best. Um, It's an album now and then I will go and listen to. I did really like Into the Blue. Yeah, great Um, song. I liked um, Kiss Me Once and I really liked Fine. I I thought Fine was a missed opportunity as a single. Um, The rest of it's pretty throwaway. Mm. Um, Again, I think some of the tracks that they could have put on there, um, which are floating around on the internet, Better than the tracks that they put on the album. Well, that's um, the
0: same with X as well. I mean, the the yeah the, the offcuts of X would have been a much better album than what we got with X. Yeah, album. yeah,
2: yeah. What do you yeah, something of- to believe in. I think it's a really good track that's floating yeah. around from X. Which one? Something to believe in. Yeah, really like that one. Yeah, what do you, um, what do
1: you do with the enemy on Kiss Me Once, I thought that was it was a very massive attack in the sense it sounded a bit like um, Unfinished uh, Sympathy, but I love that. I thought that was a really good song. I I would like to have heard the, the more songs of that elk. And it it was a shame it was a, like a bonus track. It wasn't even on the main album. And I thought it was one of the better songs that she had.
2: Yeah, yeah. I did I think it's a worse tour as well. Oh, it's terrible. Like it's not yeah. the only the beginning, I don't think like, I've ever rewatched it, to be
0: honest. The, the only saving grace was that middle part where that she did all the hits. In, yeah, like, in the bathtub. In the bathtub. I mean, that was amazing. I yeah. thought that, that's what saved it. I mean, opening the show with La Sex
2: terrible. Yeah, I think, I think on the night like this was good on it. Mm. I think on the night like this always pumps the audience up. But other than that, wasn't.
1: I didn't mind it. I thought it was actually one of my favourites. I didn't like the Fever tour. I think that the Fever tour and extra the two I didn't go to. And I, um, I, as I said, maybe watching it back on DVD. Sometimes it's quite cold. It, it doesn't feel like you're there. But I, I, X was the one I least liked because I didn't like the I didn't like what they did to the songs, and I found it really pretentious, obviously. But and I didn't think she looked great. I didn't like the way she was styled. But I thought um, Kiss Me Once tour was actually really good, even though I didn't like the album. Like I came away thinking, God, you know what? I don't mind the album now, and I really liked some of the staging. So it's it's weird, but all uh, of us are be different, aren't we? Uh,
0: Sexercise, sex yeah. let's discuss that for oh just a God. second. I think this is a good song not for Kylie I think it would have been a good song if Ariana Grande
2: or someone else recorded yeah, it yeah Rihanna I just,
0: yeah I think I, I don't know if it's Kylie song, but it's a very good song
2: yeah I I think it's average I um, I thought the video was good
0: yeah she looks amazing
2: yeah pretty hot on that video um but it, it's not a track I would really go to and, and listen to much um, um from the album about. um I do actually like If Only as well on the album yeah, but I think I was listening to quite a bit him at the time. It's the same producers, oh, so right. maybe that's why I, I like that one. Yeah. Uh,
1: what do you think about what do you think about her working with lots of producers for each album? Do you think she should do one where it's she should have a very she should work with a producer who's got a very strong sound? I mean, I've said in the past I like. They, I mean, maybe they're a bit out of date now, but I always wanted her to do something with Xenomania because they had a very distinctive sound, which I would love to have heard a whole album of a similar sound with her vocal on it. Do you think she should work with one team of producers or... Do yeah, we...
2: I actually think, and, and I know, well, Golden was a limited amount of producers, wasn't it, or writers on that. Disco, I think, is as well. Is it two, two sets? And I think you can see the coherence of both those albums. Um, actually, Aphrodite is possibly my favourite Eilie yeah. album. Um and it may be because of the time it was out and things, but I really like the sound of all of that. So you had Stuart Price over writing that album, making it sort of one sound. Maybe the song sounded different underneath, but lots of writers. So yeah, I think she should get into a studio with one person and see what mm-hmm. comes out of it.
1: And is there a producer that you think she should work with who is kind of one that you really like?
2: Um, I've said for a while now, I think she should work with the shapeshifters. Oh, right. And yeah. I'm not, the the R of, 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 Well, a few years back, they had hits like Lola's Theme and things like that. But they are doing good. I know I've just said you shouldn't really be going down the disco route again, but they are doing some good disco um, dance sort of sounding tracks. Um, They've done some with Billy Porter last year, and they sound really good. Have a listen to them on YouTube or something, um, or Spotify. Some Uh, of the new tracks are quite good, and I think she could fit into that mold.
1: I'd love her to work with Freemasons actually, because I love what they did with Sophie Ellis Baxter. I think the songs yeah. that she did with them uh, were brilliant. And I would see Steps recently, and she didn't sing those two songs. She didn't yeah. sing half of maybe that. And
2: she didn't sing. Um... i saw say you were disappointed on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was. <laughs> because she should have, they're her best songs, and she didn't sing them. And she sang, oh, she, was, she was brilliant, Mason to add. But yeah, I think Kylie, I'd love to hear her do a great album with it. Because I, I liked the, the sound they did with Sophie was kind of a, Quite dark pop, and not, that's a yeah. dark pop. It's kind of melancholy, melancho- a bit like picture Boys, where it's kind of minor chords but with a really high energy sound. And I love that kind of mix of, uh, you know, it's not happy go lucky, perky pop.
2: Yeah, well, the Freemasons released a really good album about, I think it's 10, 10 15 years ago, um, that had some great dance tracks on, mm. that, the type of sound that you, you mentioned in there. So, mm. Yeah, somebody like that.
0: Would you like to see her go back to The Roots and go back to Stock Aiken and Watermore? Stock Aiken and Watermore to do an album? No.
2: No. I think it's past. You can't go back there, can you? I I mean, there's some of the songs... What was it? Put Your Hands Up, um, the remix. Hmm. was great. And there was the... I can't remember which one. It was one. The
0: the, the, Christmas um, edition. And then they did...
2: Yeah, they did that one as well. Um, And obviously on... um, initial talk remix from Disco sounds mm-hmm. really of that time but I have stockache Mortman, they don't have it now do they really
1: that's that's yeah. my argument I, I mean as much as I love them and I love you know what they've done in the past you know mike stock when they when they kind of when he kind of went off on his own he was the principal songwriter and he managed to lose all ability to write great songs because if you listen to the rhythm of love and let's get to it and even enjoy yourself the songs were really good. They were very distinctive. Yeah. But then he just kind of lost his way. And I don't even really understand how he lost it. I always wonder, though, if you work with someone like a Kylie and they bring out the best in you, and maybe mm. if you did work with Kylie, then you'd know that he's got to pull it out of the bag. You can't give them Nicky French songs.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think she always got the best songs from them as well. Yeah.
1: Which is probably yeah. why all the
2: other artists were furious about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sonya had a couple of good ones. Sonya? Mm, Sonya, yeah. And Princess.
0: Mel and Kim, oh my God. Like icons. What did you think about the disco guest list edition and the remixes on that and the additional tracks actually?
2: I wasn't too keen on the Years and Years one, but it's grown on me. Yeah. Um, def- definitely has. I've heard it a few times on radio as well, which is great to hear it back on on um, radio. Um, I love the Jesse Ware track. Um, I thought she was amazing last night on um, Jonathan Ross, um, the duet was was great, them singing there, um, the um, Gloria Gaynor one, not too sure of yet,
0: really, um, she's yeah, one of my your, your podcast
2: the other day and you were saying that, I think she sounds like Chaka Khan on it as well, <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Gaynor, I'm thinking, who did she sound like?
0: I've listened to the song on repeat for since it's been released. I'm literally obsessed with it. I do,
2: and,
1: know, yeah. I, I do like it. I, I just said, I said the production, I don't know if you agree, I said it on that episode we did, the production just sounds like it drags the song down a little bit. And yeah. once you get used to it, it does kind of, you can hear the melody coming through, but it's a very kind of clunky production that it felt like it needed something a little bit more buoyant. Definitely.
2: My, my I had it on yesterday. My husband asked if it was a Jake Shears track. Because oh. said it sounded like the GX album.
1: Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's the awesome Dance Floor album. Darling, the Lindsay Electric Slide remix, I am also obsessed with as well, just for that that kind of sample. Um, yeah, that- Love About. It. Love oh, about it. yeah. yeah. It's an original oh, one cameo. by Cameo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a good remix. Th- I think that it felt a bit let down by the um, guest list edition because most things we've got already. Yeah, we didn't need the this. Dance Floor Darling. Dance Floor mm. Darling is my favorite off disco album. It's really? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, f- I, I do love to say something, Dance Floor Darling, and celebrate you. Uh,
0: I f- for me, I feel like this disc. Uh, I guess this edition should have just been an EP. It didn't need to be a whole album. It didn't need to be multiple formats. You should have just released it all as an EP and um, yeah. old school kind of EP thing. I don't think it needed to be this. Well, Paul, thank like thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you.
2: Yeah. Cool. Nice um, seeing you guys. Keep the podcast going. Oh, well, keep me much. entertained at work now.
0: <laughs> Thanks oh, I'm a, I cannot believe he's seen Kylie 35 times and he's never been out, he's not never seen her out of the UK. So he's seen us 35 times in the UK. That is a fanogue if I've ever seen one.
1: Unless well, he's Carol Manoeg you know, and he's just gonna pull off her face and <laughs> It's like a
0: mission possible,
1: too. Yeah. And if we call it Carol kind of Smiley there, obviously, i think of Smiley Kylie, Carol Smiley. Carol Smiley. Anyway, yeah. rambling, I've lost my mind. It's like I've been drinking
0: prosecco, and I haven't. Well, so yeah, well it's before. nearly like five o'clock. We should probably have a crack open the wine soon anyway. Well, it's a sure festive I season. A why not?
1: Mind. It should have been paralytic. <laughs> What are your plans for Christmas then? Because obviously you're not going back to Australia. You're here in London. I am here in London. I'm um, just having
0: a few friends over my place. I've already got Christmas, oh, yeah, Christmas lunch in. Oh, so um, I've got Cook, which I don't know. This is this thing in, over here in the UK. Basically, you, it, they send you the Christmas meal and just put it in the freezer. And then they send you instructions on timings, put it in the oven. Like oh, that cool. is me down to a T. So, yeah. I've just And it's going to be Maybe quite be fine, chill.
1: Because I didn't get an invite. Oh, I see. How you know, it's you?
0: just the four. It's my first one in my new house. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, um, my okay. first Christmas in the new house. And then um, Boxing Day, heading up to Leon C in Essex to spend a few days by the by the beach, even though it's freezing. But God, I mean, God knows what's going to happen for New Year's. We're all going to be locked down again, probably, in this Omicron variant, whatever. Like, it's just, you know, take each day as it comes.
1: Well, you've had it, haven't you? I have. I had it, but I only had it in
0: March last year.
1: I was God, tongue, goes so quickly. I oh, know,
0: but I've been but testing every good. day. Oh, my God, literally so funny. I was watching, I saw on um, someone's Instagram the other day that their new drag name is Test Daily. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's really quite funny. Anyway, so, Christian, what is going to be your New Year's
2: resolution?
1: New Year's resolution. Um, well, let's see. Personally, I'd like to make, I'm, I'm approaching a landmark age in 18 months' time, I think. So I'm going to start putting preparations in to achieve all the things I need to do by that age. So 2022 is going to be a year where I'm going to take a few risks. <clears throat> a few risks. <laughs> and hopefully not choke to death. No, <laughs> oh it's like God saying you, you ain't going nowhere near 2022. Sorry, I had a prawn cocktail in my throat there, <clears> throat> which makes a change from some things I have in there, which isn't much because I'm married. <laughs> oh, I am awful. Uh, what was I saying? Can not remember now? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try and... Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a... Not a bucket list. I'm going to do a list. I'm going to tick things off and have things done that I need to sort out. Kylie-wise, I really want to see a Kylie tour. I really want to hear a really good Kylie album. Although I don't know if we're going to get one next year, even though she's working on one. If there's going to be a disco tour, well, she she might be releasing a new album in two two 2022, will she? Uh, I reckon, yes. I reckon oh, yeah. late
0: 2020.
1: And maybe the tour will be in the summer.
0: So but what she could do it. is she could do both, both records. She could mm. have first half disco, second half disco, electric pop, slash country, slash jazz, yeah. slash baroque, slash yeah. everything else we've spoken about this year, splash show tunes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she could do, but it definitely won't be, it'll be late in the year around Christmas time, I reckon, that we'll see a new album.
1: Now, bearing in mind everything we've said on here tends to come true at some point. Jessie Ware, she duetted with as we predicted a year and a half ago. Um, and then we wanted her to re- relive the 90s look, which she did in the second to midnight video. So if anyone's listening out there who works with Kylie, and we know some people do, we want to have her do a residency somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: the thing we really want. There's not doing all these arenas where they're really big and a bit emotionless. And you know, yeah. it would be really nice if she had like 20 days at some great theater somewhere. Taking, really taking, really it,
0: yep, taking it out of the field of dreams. If you build it, we will come. If she plants herself in a theatre like the Palladium or somewhere that's iconic and has a, like a 20-day a residency, London tourism, UK tourism, or, or even one in Australia, one in the UK, one in America. So there's three dates as a residency. We all flock to those, th- those locations. It would be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And intimate. You're right. Having an intimate show again
1: and the thing is i think she really should play on the studio 54 idea in the sense that if it is for disco then you know we've got at the moment cabaret is set that they've made the theater the the cabaret club you go into so they're kind of creating the theater becomes part of the show in the same way that moulin rouge in london when you go into the theater you're immediately immersed into the world of moulin rouge and i think it'd be great that if we went to theatre that Kylie's performing at um, the disco album at. And we walk into a Studio 54-style place where there's acrobats hanging from the ceiling, and it's that kind of 54 vibe. It'd be absolutely amazing, it'd be so good. So if anyone's listening out there, we do have good ideas sometimes, and it'd be yes. really good to see Kylie do that, it'd be brilliant. Well, Christian, um,
0: it's been so amazing, again, spending some time with you this year, and I'd like to thank everyone who's listened to us and, and dialed in weekly to support us and everyone for sending in their messages and for all the Phinogs out there, literally you've made our year. Otherwise it'll just be Christian and I just chatting all this stuff, uh, you know, in a bar or drinking somewhere. So it's great to share it with you. And thank you, Mars, th- thank you so much for coming on the journey with us. We, we, we really, really I love you and appreciate you. So thank you. Cool. Christian, I think it's our last sign off for this season.
1: Now the end is near. <laughs>
0: I can't think really? of things. So, what's the next line? I have no idea. So, something about the final curtain?
1: Yeah, I think Mrs. Moore, the hilarious drag queen, says something about beef curtains. <laughs> it takes us back to Hazel Dean. So, who's leaving who? Well, it's us now. So, we're off. Oh my God. So, uh...
0: <laughs> Apologies oh. to anyone out there who's a fan of Hazel Dean. Um, well, Kristen, Merry Christmas. See you in, oh, I mean, I'll probably see you tomorrow, but I'll oh. see you on, on the diminutive season three in 2022. Well, and thank you well, out there for everyone. Love you guys. Bye. Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Yes. The Kylie Smalley podcast at gmail.com and the diminutive collection. See you guys. Bye. Bye.